0: Here's Middleton, Giannis trailing the lob! Oh! Run, two on
1: one, green the finish! Wow, the alley-oop! Ron turned the corner, inside! He made Yusuf Merkin just green Here comes Mari! Alley up to Gordon! Oh, what a play!
0: All right. Joined now by Neil DeLisle of Hoop District, covering the Washington Wizards here for the Hoop. Really appreciate you taking the time, Neil. Uh, we just had some weird news break uh, earlier this morning. Just we're, we're recording this on Thursday. Wes Unseld Jr., the the former head coach now of the Washington Wizards, who's been there for a little bit, and actually was in Denver where I currently am. Uh, right before that, he's now moved himself into the front office, or that maybe the team has moved him into the front office. What can you tell us more about this? Transition.
1: Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, you know, I wrote earlier today that you know maybe somewhat of a surprise timing, but at the same time, maybe not so much. You know, this is a team that you know obviously fully embraced a rebuild, but said you know they want to be competitive. They wanted to night in and night out, you know, compete against teams. There have been more than a handful of occasions where the effort just is not there, and they're getting blown out by teams by 20, 30 points. Um, I think essentially what. Will Dawkins and, you know, Michael Winger, the new heads of the front office who, you know, coming into the season, fully, you know, appreciated who Wes was, thought, you know, Wes was the right person for the job. You know, at a certain point, they kind of got to the point where, you know, look, a new voice is needed uh, to kind of motivate and get these guys to where they're trying to go. They're not going to, you know, compete for a play-in spot or a playoff spot now or anytime in the near future. But they want to build those right habits of being competitive and, you know, not getting, you know, defensively just blown away uh, at times at night. So, obviously, some people will think, oh, it's really odd timing given it was right smack dab in the middle of a back-to-back. But, you know, this is something that's clearly been uh, discussed, um, you know, in the past few days, if not weeks, um, that this is going to be something that's going to happen And, you know, here we are. They're going to put Brian Keefe uh, as the interim head coach. Obviously, he was an assistant coach with Oklahoma City for a long period of time, I believe 2007 to 2015, overlapping with both Winger and Dawkins there in OKC. Um, So we'll see if he's able to kind of rally the troops and, you know, lead forward a, you know, more, I'll say, attractive product on the court, you know, more competitive games. They're still not going to, you know, be really upping that winning percentage all too much, just the way the roster is constructed and with probably more veterans moving out uh, in the trade deadline in a couple weeks. But, you know, something needed to change and, you know, they're hoping that this will at least spruce things up a little bit.
0: Yeah, hopefully yeah. so. Uh, Wes, I, I know is a good coach or at least was a a strong assistant coach with Denver and associate head coach with them for a while. Uh, but Brian Keefe is well lauded for his time in OKC. He should be an interesting voice to add, at least in the interim. We'll see what happens in the summer. Uh, but a couple of years of 35 and 47 prior to this year, where the team is already 7 and 36. So it, it just spiraled. And it, it's, I'm not sure if it's on any one person. I'm sure you could probably point to 26 different directions as opposed to just the head coach. But Uh, that that's usually where something changes initially. So, uh, yeah, Washington, they've only defeated one above 500 team this year in Indiana. And that was a 137, I think 123 game, but outside of that one, there just hasn't really been a ton of improvement and development made within the roster. Is there anything that you can point to, uh, from a roster development and improvement standpoint that was really accomplished this year?
1: Yeah, you know, certainly, you know, that was their big goal going in, you know, we might not win a lot of games, but can we see, you know, improvement game in game out? You know, Will Dawkins came in and said, Hey, you know, I want to have quarterly progress checkpoints. And clearly, you know, after the first one, 20 games in now, the second one, you know, 40 games in, you know, clearly they weren't hitting the benchmarks that they're setting internally for, you know, what they want to see. All they want to see is, you know, individual players, you know, improving, improving within the scheme, improving within the culture. Obviously, you know, Bilal Koulibaly is at the top of that list. Then you have, you know, Denny Avdia, Corey Kispert and others. Can you see, you know, their improvement? And I think you can to a degree, you know, Bilal has been absorbing a lot and you know taking on tough matchups and, you know, seeing what sticks. And, you know, I think the sky is truly the limit for him. For Denny, you've obviously seen, you know, he had a lull in early December, but last 14 games has really picked it up, scoring in double figures in 12 of those games. So there is some positives to take away, but I think just kind of wholeheartedly and, you know, in the team aspect of it, they thought, you know, the collective would be a little bit stronger than where they currently are right now.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. I think it can it can go from top to bottom in that regard where guys like Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma, like mostly Poole, but some Kuzma, just have not made necessarily the necessary steps that we talked about at the beginning, where, hey, maybe taking advantage of additional reps and improving as on-ball creators and playmakers for others, that just doesn't really seem to have happened. I'm a little bit disappointed, obviously. We talked about Poole the last time, but Kuzma is still like trying to figure it out too. And I think even with the additional reps, like some of the decision making just hasn't improved either. Uh, where do you see those guys kind of going at this stage? Because I, I know that they're they're talked about in trade rumors and things like that. Yep. Uh, is this is this something where you hold on to those guys and hope that they improve, or is this something where uh, if if the right team comes along, you maybe take them?
1: Yeah, you know, my understanding of the situation is, you know, at the end of the day, the timelines for Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole probably don't line up uh, with this organization in the multi-year rebuild, you know, that they're just getting underway with. Uh, for Poole in particular, you know, I would expect nothing other than he has continued to be on this roster, you know, after the February trade deadline in a couple weeks. They're not going to be foolish and sell low on a guy who, you know, doesn't have a lot of value right now. His contract is not the greatest. They're definitely not going to attach any assets in terms of young players or you know future picks uh, to get off of that contract. They're not worried about any of that. They still have to you know meet salary floor you know mandates for the upcoming couple seasons, which he obviously helps with. You know, for him, I think more likely than not, Tyus Jones is no longer on this team and moved to a contender in a couple weeks. Does that maybe potentially open up a role for Poole to be on the ball significantly more than, you know, anything he was with uh, in Unsell's offense? You know, putting a defender like Bilal Kulabali next to him, does that help, you know, ease some of the backcourt defensive frustrations? So, you know, there's no reason to expect Poole is going to be anywhere but DC, you know, for the remainder of the season. For Kyle Kuzma, you know, I think there's a small chance that he could get moved at the deadline but essentially what washington's asking price is probably not going to be met you know they want two right. first round picks or a first round pick and uh you know a good young future player they essentially want a better deal than what uh the indiana pacers gave up for pascal siakam which was three first round picks but two of them being in this upcoming 2024 draft where you know pundits believe it's you know not as strong as a draft of say 25 and 26 so kuzma you know. Great contract, descending pay scale, so they're in no rush to you know move off of him either. If you know they don't think the price is right, my guess is you know unless somebody really gets desperate at the trade deadline, which can happen, you know bidding wars are certainly a thing that you know under the gun of that last uh, day and you know those last few hours of the deadline, you know a team who thought they needed to make a swing couldn't you know get done what they hoped to, could get desperate and you know comply with. Uh, what the Wizards are asking for, but Kuzma as well, I would still expect uh, to be here after the deadline. Um, you know, other guys like Tyus Jones, DeLon Wright, Landry Shamit, you know, even potentially Daniel Gafford, you know, I mm. think are much more likely players to potentially get moved uh, in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, so Washington already made a trade. Uh, Marvin Bagley was acquired be- a couple of weeks ago and you're sending out a guy like Mike Muscala and Danilo Gallinari and players of that nature, I could see some similar moves being made over the course of these next couple of weeks, particularly for DeLon Wright and Landry Shamit and guys of that nature who are veteran guards who can step into different roles and have already proven that they can play playoff roles for different teams off the bench. So I'm curious to see where that continues to go and then what they end up Getting it in, in those particular moves, because it really does have to line up for the future, and there's just a lot of veterans on this team, a lot of guys that probably not going to be around for the next iteration of the Washington Wizards, where I know a lot of fans have sort of wanted to focus on over the course of these next couple of years. Who on Washington right now would you be willing to commit to for that time if you're if you're the wizards, to making sure to spend as many resources as you can. To put them into positions to develop and succeed.
1: Yeah, you know, obviously, top of that list is going to be, you know, the rookie Bilal Kulabali. You know, Shams reported earlier that he's essentially the one player that's untouchable for the Wizards. You know, everybody within that organization thinks that, you know, they have hit, you know, an absolute home run with him. Um, And it's, you know, easy to see why. He's got a great demeanor. He's still only, you know, 19 years old. He, as, as Daniel Gafford, you know, said against uh after the nuggets game where he had a, a career high four blocks uh Bilal did you know sky really truly is the limit his two way capability is you know something to certainly just you know a little bit of a, a drool over in terms of the potential and so hopefully he gets more playing time you know after the deadline um instead of kind of these spot minutes here and there uh, I think one of the flaws for Unselled um you know that probably essentially led to you know this move earlier this morning is you know some of the lineups he wasn't playing balal with a guy like denny together a lot um that changed a little bit recently but you know, probably a little bit too little too late you have to have you know a couple of those uh two-way type players that can you know anchor a lineup for you and essentially either of those players playing time fluctuated because one was in and one wasn't but you know more times than not both of those guys are demanding and deserving of minutes so, I think right after Bilal, you know, Denny is somebody that the organization has also invested in. You know, they gave him that four year, $55 million extension that I think is already paying dividends. Uh, you know, that's a very reasonable price contract for a two way uh, starter in this league right now. And so, I think him after, you know, Bilal are those two guys that you know, are really going to be potentially part of, you know, the core moving forward. And then I would say, you know, the third, you know, Possibly more of a coin flip. Wild card is you know, where does Corey Kispert fit into things? Are they going to give him a you know extension offer that he is going to be wanting and willing to you know sign off on in this upcoming offseason? Still a lot of time between now and October when that all has to be decided. Or you know does he bet on himself and say, hey you know I'm going to go and have a great year and get a bag uh, in restricted free agency, uh, not this summer but the following summer. Everybody else probably doesn't pan out timeline wise for what this organization is looking at, you know, in the next two, three, four years.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating to think about. I thought that a, a guy like Johnny Davis, who was a a recent draft pick for the team, would be in that timeline, would be in those plans, but just doesn't sound like he is much longer for the Wizards, if I if I have to guess, right?
1: Yeah, it's really been disappointing. Uh, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, he does get you know a more fair shake and shot uh, after the trade deadline, when you know some minutes open up at you know that two guard position that's you know currently just very cluttered uh, in terms of you know play- players that need to showcase between DeLon Wright and Landry Shamit. Um, but hopefully, he gets a look. Uh, these last you know three months of the season, his shot has just you know, looked kind of all over the place, inconsistent. It doesn't seem like his confidence is, you know, very high right now. There was hope, you know, he ended the season last year, last 10 games when, you know, they kind of were done trying to fight for that play-in spot, you know, showed some promise. You thought, okay, maybe, you know, year one to year two, you know, he can take a step. But, you know, I think that athleticism change between college and the NBA uh, is something he's really struggling with. And, At the end of the day, he wasn't a player that the current front office regime drafted. And so, you know, they're not going to be really tied to him uh, much longer. They did pick up his third year option. You know, there's no reason for him not to, you know, for you to not expect him on the roster next year. But, you know, after that, um, you know, it might be a change of scenery needed for Johnny.
0: Last thing I have for you. Washington is obviously next offseason is going to be important. All the offseasons and the trade deadlines going forward are going to be the Super Bowl for for the next couple of years, I would say. Uh, Just what are you hoping for from maybe this next draft and this next free agency period? What should the plan be for Washington over this time as they continue to try to right the ship?
1: Yeah, you know, so I think it all comes back to, you know, asset accumulation, you know. They essentially got Marvin Bagley from Detroit because Detroit didn't want to be on the hook for his twelve and a half million dollar contract next season. You can try and see, okay, we have players, Tyus Jones, Delon Wright, Landry Shamit, who will all get you, you know, a second round pick. At the end of the day, they have plenty of second round picks. They need to try and see how they can get a first round pick. If that means that they have to take on a bad contract in return, you know, a Davis Bertans or maybe a DeAndre Hunter or, you know, essentially buying low on a player who, you know, other teams have just, you know, frankly, maybe given up on, and you can get that upgrade from a second round pick to a first round pick, uh, this trade deadline, you know, that's going to be huge. Um, you know, Will Dawkins, you know, was instrumental in, you know, OKC's rebuild uh, that we talked about a little bit earlier. And so, you know, they kind of put themselves in a much better position of success with the Paul George trade. They got Alexander. And, you know, I think it was four first round picks and or swaps that really put them ahead of the curve. That's not what Washington has going forward because their return for Bradley Beal and Christoph Porzingis was, you know, let's be real, pretty meager. And so it's all going to be about, OK, how can we just put our best foot forward now with what we have to make it into assets, you know, specifically draft picks uh, going forward in the future? So it'll be you know, very interesting to see what these next two weeks hold for uh, not only the Wizards, but obviously the NBA in general uh, trade deadline is, you know, a very interesting time and, you know, free agency for next summer. I wouldn't expect too, too much in terms of what Washington's trying to do. They're not going to really, you know, try and go after anybody crazy. Um, they're still very much in the rebuilding phase. I'm sure they will try and, you know, find some good players who will help them be competitive to a degree. Um, right. But, you know, It's not going to be any tier one, tier two type players.
0: Yeah, that's just how it's gotta be. It's it's what's gonna happen over the course of these next couple of years, and you can't rush it. It's just something that it's the part of the ecosystem of the NBA, unfortunately. And you just gotta draft, you gotta develop, you gotta find the right guys to build your franchise around. And so far that's that's up to the Washington front office, and they're gonna have their next their next opportunity to do that in June. So We'll see what happens, but i'm I'm hopeful like because this is never a fun time this this portion of the season is never a fun time for Washington and and like not Washington specifically, but like rebuilding teams in this place. so mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that it turns around and and we can have a, a more fun and enjoyable conversation in this next check-in. but he is Neil Dalal of Hoop District really appreciate you covering the Washington Wizards for us here, man. Uh, let's chat
1: again soon, all right. Absolutely, thanks for having me Ryan.